Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release on location version with Bernard Turial, CEO, HPQ Silicon, trades in Canada, HPQ for friends of this and HPQFF. He's on location in Quebec and we can't tell you anything more because the whole world wants to know where he is right now and try and steal his technology. Guys, usually I go into the big introduction. We don't need to do the introduction. The only thing we need to do is the press release headline, which is Pure, Pure Vap QRR Commission completed HPQ Pure Vap Quartz Reduction Reactor Pilot pilot Plant ready to start. You're on location, my man. How are you? How big of a day is this? Oh, it's a, it's a great day. But it's a day I knew it would come. I, I never had any doubt about it. Okay, I'll give you guys a little bit of a hint. Uh, the last thing we were working, okay, if we screwed that up, Okay, it was a four month delay. So we didn't screw it up. It's all done. That's why I'm feeling very, very good. Yay. Big, I mean, and look, uh, you knew it was going to happen. I had yeah. no doubt. There was some doubt with some shareholders, and some people just thought today wasn't going to happen. It was just a pipe dream. What does it mean, man, to close this chapter and open the next door for HPQ? Well, I've actually now changed the definition of imminent. That's one thing. Uh, in the timeline. And the other thing is, this is a big deal for me because I'm now coming, I have a system now I can start to show people, okay? Kind of a show and tell. It's like, well, you do the type of job I do, okay? There's a part of it where you sell a dream, a business plan, a concept. That's not that we're selling anymore. We're selling now, we're, We've gone from the, you know, the starting process, which is actually was done right here in the plant, to the, the pilot plant, which is going to give us all the data we need. We can, when I actually now start to talk to uh, analysts, financial officers, uh, broker firms out of the U.S., Europe, and everywhere, and say, okay, guys, you can, you, you'll be able to come and visit and see it working. Okay? It's not... A, it's not just my dream anymore that was there, the dream of the guys with pyro, the technical guys with pyro. It's actually now coming to fruition. When, when something like this comes to life when I do interviews, the famous mm-hmm. line I like to use is seeing is believing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're now functional. We're looking at something. None of us have ever seen this before. I don't think there's a human being in the world outside well, of that plant who is seen. So what are we looking at and, and put into perspective what's going on over there. Okay. First of all, you're not seeing the plan. Okay. Because we don't want to see it. We don't want to give away any of our big secrets. So what you are actually seeing is what I can show you, which is the power supply. Okay. That's just this, the power supply. That's just the power supply. Okay. I'm six foot four. Move to your left just a little bit, Bernard, because you're off screen. This was the power, size of the power supply. Okay for our Gen 1 and Gen 2 system, okay? This, all the way through here, okay? George, I'm six foot four. How high is that ceiling? Ceiling is about 40 foot, but it doesn't go all the way to the ceiling here. So so that power supply, just to give everyone an idea, is you're talking about the actual power supply by a factor of 25? 50 times yes. bigger? Um, our scaling up, okay, our scaling up from our first machine, okay, 
That was about 250 times scaling up. So it's our biggest scaling up. It's our biggest challenge, okay, is the size of that scale up. But we're not, we're not concerned about this because this has been thought through. Uh, simulation has been done. All the process, every individual part of the process has been checked, okay? So we feel very confident we're going to be doing it. And once this works on a regular basis for a long time, we will get all the raw data we need to be able to make uh, serious financial projections. I got laughed at uh, five years ago. Well, yeah, because we've been doing it for so long. When I said, at the stage where we are right now, our costing are plus or minus 50%. Well, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> now they're not the minus, everything is plus. You know, we showed at the previous press release about the, the cost of rebuilding this machine has now gone up tremendously. Now, you also, by the way, where is the QRR? So I know where it is right now. Explain to people where it is okay. and how much bigger it even is than the power, because if that's the power supply, I can't imagine how big the QRR itself is. Well, the power, the QRR, the, the Gen 3, okay, is behind this, this wall. I don't know if you see it, but there's a, there's, there's a concrete wall there, yep. okay? Beyond that wall, so the power goes directly into the system. And it's about, I would say, it's about the same width of this, but it goes all the way to the ceiling, which is about 40 foot. Actually, I think the other ceiling is a bit higher. And why is it behind the wall? Just the way this, the, the setup has been, you know, the, the, you separate the power supply from the, the system. I actually don't know that was pyrogenesis decision, but anyway, the wall has always been there. So there wasn't any room in the other room to put the power supply, so it was put here. But you know, those are my guesstimation. You had mentioned something about temperatures uh, when we're off camera. <laughs> it's already getting um, hot. Where the system is not really working yet. But when the system's working, tell us about the peak temperatures that you expect to be hitting. Well, the the outside wall, okay, are supposed to not exceed two hundred degrees centigrade. Say it again. In, the outside wall are not supposed to, to exceed 200 degrees centigrade. The inside is going to be over a thousand degrees. Man, don't don't get too close to that when it's cooking. Oh yeah, it's it's like an instant sauna. <laughs> and it's and by the way, it's that sensitive, right? Like, I mean, the the amazing part is this is almost like uh, we're filming uh, something with the military and and something highly secretive that you can't even show anybody because that's how sensitive. I know we're having a lot of fun here. But that's how sensitive you guys are to your technology. Well, we're getting close now with the system functional. We're going we to go from functional to operational. Okay, it's going to be it's going to be a game changing moment once we start producing silicon. Okay, with our system, because we will be the only system in the world that starts with lower purity feedstock to finish with higher purity. Raw uh, product, okay. All the other one working reverse. It's going to be a paradigm shift in how smeltering is being done. Okay, we're doing it now for silicone, but who knows where that's going to be? It's going to be a paradigm shift for that. Um, so that's why it's so exciting. It's so um, rewarding to be here. Okay, uh, it started as a dream. We sold it. It, it was. Now people, I don't think people realize how difficult it is for small companies like HPQ were at the beginning as we go into to get where we are here. Okay? 
having an operational pilot plant ready to go to validate the commercial scale. Because this is not like most other mine projects are a bit tech, okay? Usually when mining companies go into developing higher value products, okay? They buy, uh, they go see manufacturers of other technologies and they, they reinstall those systems and try to see if it works for their materials. That's not what we've done, okay? We started from scratch and we came up with a completely, and we came up with the way pyrogenesis guys came up with, a completely new way of doing things, completely way of rethinking it, okay? It's, it's a smelter that is working under vacuum so we can remove impurities. That is game changer to be it. So I understand why we don't want to show any pictures of right. that technology because- Why take, why take a chance on anything There's gonna be a lot of way. people. Yeah. Like a lot of people trying to figure out what it is. Uh, and maybe they'll, they'll, they'll yeah, so, so let's not give them any idea. We, we file patents and we're protecting on it, but what we also do to protect what we do is have a lot of free people. We be very cautious about our things, our recipes and everything that we do. You know, um, it's, yeah. Let me ask you a question. I love always reading quotes, but this time the mm -hmm. quote really hits home because anybody at home who had any doubts, this is part of your quote. With, with the Gen 3 functional, HPQ is ready to disrupt silicon manufacturing industry that still relies on the traditional process developed in 1899 to make mm -hmm. silicon. Mm -hmm. What does this do now for partnerships or any potential customers or any parties you've been talking to when you start showing them, you know, pictures and videos and things like this of, 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 of the gen of the uh, pilot plant now being ready? How does that advance, well, you know, all the discussions you've been having? I think now what happens is that the risk that we represent okay, for the industry has now moved one step closer to reality. So now they're going to start looking at much more what we're doing. Okay? Uh, I think when people are going to start to shit in their pants, <laughs> is what, George, the moment we make, we, we replicate at large scale, what we believe we can do, which is doing four end material, okay? okay? And from that moment on, we will have stopped being talking about revolutionizing the industry and doing it. And this is getting very, very close. I, you know, one of my pastimes is reading the insanity that the, <laughs> that I said on the blog, people, people look at 12 months. Yes, it's a 12 months because we, there's a lot of work we're going to do within this. But there will be, within that 12-month period, a series of events. Okay. George, for the, since 2018, we really stopped doing tests on the Gen 2. I haven't really had any new material other than we're building the plant. All right. Now the plant is built, but it's not the end of the story. It's just the beginning of the beginning. Yeah, this is a new chapter. This, this, yeah, this is a completely new book. Well, this is this is the prequel. We just lived through the prequel. We're entering the real book. All right. All right. I'll take that. And by the way, while I'm queuing up the next question, I'll take a couple of steps closer so that maybe your Bluetooth connects better your phone so we can hear you okay. better. Great. So okay. I know you're not a fan of giving uh, timelines. So I don't expect <laughs> no, that to sorry. change. I don't expect that to George, change today. It's not that I'm not a fan. Okay. It is that as an R&D company, okay, timelines are a very big question mark. So timelines are our best guesstimation of when right. things are going to happen. All right? Listen, 
we Peter gave a timeline of four weeks. I gave a timeline of weeks. Okay, it was my timeline that won. Like, but it was a flip of the And I understand how we got there, why it got there. But I also understood that if something happened during that timeline, we could have been screwed up for four months. Yeah, thank so, God that, that so, thank God that, that so, didn't happen. That's so, exactly it, because I wouldn't want to be here doing this interview and explaining that. So based but, on that though. Ballpark yeah. without specifics, and and all your shareholders love you, and they you know they 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 take your word one hundred percent because here we are, nobody can doubt it now. But ballpark, <laughs> can you give us a, a, a an indication of what the cadence looks like? You know <laughs> you what's next? You how long should that take? <laughs> well, if you if you go look at the deck, okay, on the deck we presented this, okay. Um, the first thing was to get the QRR functional. That's been reached. Um, no, you know, we'll, we'll have to find you know, work on the machine. Eventually start producing 4N material. And then I'm going to be starting to, 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 to work on that material with other, um, basically parties to make it into materials, materials that, um, that we can use in, in different uh, business applications. applications. Um, because People have to realize that the QRR is one part of where HPQ is. We have our nanotechnology we're developing on parallel. We have our fuel silica we're also going to develop. Right. Okay. But the QRR, <laughs> by its ability to going up the four in one step, is going to allow us to enter into the, the battery space without the, the nano reactors because there are processes right now. There is a market right now. It's small. Of course. About, you know, between three to 5% of silicone material comes from nano. What everybody else is doing is trying to go to the next, and I'm talking about silicone anode companies when you talk about them, Soleil, uh, uh, Group 14, uh, all those companies you hear about silicone. But what they're doing is they're using very, very expensive feedstock to, to make nanomaterials that will work in batteries. Okay? So they'll never be competitors to me because they can never reach, match our cost. What we're, what we're focusing on, on addition to the QRR, is how to make the nanomaterials that battery wants very, very cheap. So I'll let the other ones start developing the market, start creating the market for it, and then people are going to have demand. But the silicone that's coming out of QRR, okay, as I wrote in the press release, the addressable market, depending which selling price you take, is anywhere between $10 billion to $38 billion. That's a massive market. Where it's a market that needs new plants. Well, if you're an investor, are you gonna buy a traditional smelter or are you gonna try to figure a way to partner up with HPQ to get the QRR, which can do higher material for less? Okay? So this is what is changing. Before, it was a nice plan. My competitors could say, ah, it's never gonna work. They don't have the FTP, it hasn't been sure, done. Sure, naturally. Now yeah. it's done, it's built. Yeah, now it's done, it's built within the coming period of time, whatever it is, X, Y, Z, okay? We will start to produce 4N material. And then the fear, the equation is gonna come in because that's, that's just what the QRR allows us to do. That's what's really exciting. That's, you know, it's like, I've, I've always been a manufacturing buff. I like manufacturing part. I, I like that part of the business. Uh, and, Going from seeing, you know, the, the Gen 1 and Gen 2, which are sort of the proof of concept and proof of commercial scalability system, 
to really see what a commercial plant and to start to be able to start to envision what it's going to look when it's going to be commercial, which is going to be massive. Uh, you're going to go pretty, pretty excited. So you, you've always been really good at not tooting your own horn, you know, keeping a level head. And again, I expect you to maintain that. And nobody thinks you're going to change, but for a minute, for a minute, if you can putting on your, you know, your objective hat, how big of a development is this to your competitors in the outside world? Now that the, the, the plant is up and running, right? The pie plant is up and running. It's functional. How big of a shockwave does this send? Like how, how many Georgecom silicons out there now that are saying, oh boy, all this time I thought Bernard well, and first all of all, guys were just some flakes in Quebec and now they've made it, they've made it happen. How big, how big of, a, of a shock is this sending out to the industry? Um, based on my experience, how the industry is, okay, there will be some people that understand the challenges that are required, okay, that will say that. But the established player of industry, the guys that have billion dollars already invested in their capex of their machine, will still be saying, wow, he hasn't done it yet. The machine hasn't produced yet, okay? They'll come up with all the excuse, all the, you know, all the bashers and the, and, and the people like to say. They'll, they'll come up with those excuses because they don't want to deal with the reality that if it works, you know, their life as they know it has changed. You know, think about it. I, at one point in time, uh, telephone lines were the biggest thing. And Nor Nortel was the biggest company for those types of things. And then something changed in that technology and then they're no longer there. Okay? Good, great um, analogy. That's, that's the level of what we're doing. And working with Pyro, because they have such an expertise with working with high temperature, complex projects, um, you know, that's fantastic. And, and the great advantage is as HQQ will start to build his own team, it will be able to learn from the expertise that Pyro has because the machine goes forward. So I'm going to do a plug for Pyro here. You know, as this machine goes forward, this has becomes another very big business line for Pyro. You've got four things that you want to validate and quantify. We're not going to go through them. Everyone sees them in the press release. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are four very important things that you want to now quantify and validate that you, had, you, that you identified during Gen 1 and Gen 2. What's your level of confidence that you'll be able to, you know, achieve all four of those? I would say I have, you know, 99.99, it says. Four, four ends. Between four ends to six ends. Um, I'll tell you why. Because we've done the material with the small machine, okay? And in this type of process, you know, Proof of concept machines are there to prove the concept. They're not there to prove the full thing. When we decided to go with a 50 ton per year um, pilot plant size, it's because a lot of the equations that were going to allow us to reach our target had reached their maximum level. There's, you know, if you go back and read the many press releases we published, there's a concept about dilution of the impurities. Okay. The bigger our, our crucible is, okay, at one point, the, the amount of impurity stays the same, but it's like you put sugar, you put sugar in your tea, okay? Well, if you only have this of tea in your sugar, it looks very big, but if you end up having a lot more water and more tea, then you have less sugar per the entire mass. That's what we're talking about is impurities in, into the material. So that's already one of the effects we're gonna see. Um, 
there's the other efficiencies we'll, we'll get into. I feel very confident we will prove. Will we prove them the first time? How? No, because I don't expect that's not how uh, doing what we're doing is, but we will prove it within the time that we, we give ourselves. Now, we actually think it's going to be shorter than that, but the contract was for 12 months. You know? right. so might, might, might as well put the 12 month contract. Um, the original contract was something like two months for you know, tweaking more the machine and 10 months for doing the material. We shall see now it's just 12 months for testing because we'll be producing material. By the way, to give everyone some perspective, before we got on air, you showed me an example of how big the Gen 2 machine was. Uh, is that still there? Do you want to show everybody? I can't even show the Gen 2. It's right there. This is about, that's about the size of it. And that's probably with the table holding it. Yeah, so that was the size of the Gen 2. And now the actual pilot plant behind that wall is as wide as the, the power source and up to the pretty much up to the ceiling. I just want everyone to yeah, see yeah, that yeah. to give everyone a perspective of what you accomplished yeah. under Gen 2 and you know the firepower, <laughs> pardon the pun, that you're gonna have with the pilot plant. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And and once we're gonna go for the first commercial scale machine, that is gonna be wild. That is really gonna be wild. Bernard, last word to you, my man. This is a Friday afternoon in the summer. It's a great way to end off the week. Uh, to me, it's an incredibly happy occasion. And man, I'm, I got to tell you, I'm so super proud of you, the HPQ team, the Pyro team, because it, this is a Herculean effort to get here, laced with doubt and FUD from some people out there, uh, which is usually the case. Now we're here. Last word to you, to your faithful and loyal shareholders who, who didn't stop believing in you. Um, a lot of people didn't think we would get it here. A lot of people didn't think we, we could get it, you know, we could get it financed, designed, built, named them. Everybody says, you know, I have even investors that says, oh, we could be, because it took longer. We didn't finish it by the end of this year. We finished it now. On the overall scheme of things, it doesn't change anything as long as we get to the destination. Okay? And the destination for us is to completely change the industry of making silicone, changing how silicone is made. And we will, we are at the leading position. Of this, so. Congratulations, my man. You've earned a beer or two tonight and this weekend. And we didn't get to see Peter this time, uh, but make sure you extend. I think I speak on behalf of everybody when I say make sure you extend our congratulations and, and deep thanks to your entire team and the entire pirate team, my friend, and can't wait to, and thanks for living up to your word. You said, George, the next interview we're doing will be from the floor and you did it. And this is amazing. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. To everybody at home, you've been watching or if you listen by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Bernard Turian, CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources. And that name's not going to be around for much longer, I don't think. But for now, no, actually, uh, 30th, oh. of the, 30th of June, we, uh, we're changing our name. Well, if shareholders approve, the name will become HPQ Silicone Inc. I'm pretty sure they're going to. By the way, we should turn the old logo into an NFT, but we'll talk about that for another time. Uh, so if you want more info on HPQ Silicon Resources, Trading Canada, HPQ, HPQFF for our friends in the US, get to the company's profile page in Agoracom. Because, man, there are a lot of moving parts here. And if you're a newbie, you're going to want to go over that to really uh, understand what the company is doing. But for the rest of you, man, you guys are smarter uh, than me, that's for sure. And sometimes even smarter than this guy on the screen. <laughs> I say that tongue-in-cheek. But thanks for joining us. Hope you guys love this, uh, this interview. I know I did. 
and I hope you get your weekend off to a great start. Thanks for joining us. Have a safe, great weekend. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Mocha podcast.